Well, good morning. The title of this morning's sermon is The Mystery of the Bride, the sequel, the trumpet sound. Last week we studied the first part of the ancient first century Jewish wedding ceremonies, the tradition, seeing the covenant of marriage, hopefully in a new way, how it relates to the mystery in Ephesians 5 that mirrors Christ and his church. There's so much wedding language in scripture. So just as a reminder, last week we were in John chapter 14, and verses 1 through 3 say, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. Well, that's a great passage, but none of us in 2020. If this season, we don't even understand what that means. We didn't understand the five parts, the choosing, the price, the betrothal, the cup, the departing, as we were taught last week. You know, we are in wedding season, and I look back at this middle section, and there's a whole crew here getting ready for a wedding next Saturday night. What a big Big, big occasion. Are you getting stressed? <laughs> that is so good that the bridegroom and the bride are not stressed. Everybody else around them, it is just resonating that this week is here. It's here. Didn't you love Psalm 19 and the honeycomb? Wasn't that good? There is so much language in the Bible about weddings, yet we don't catch it. Why in the inspired word of God was he so adamant in weaving a thread of marriage all throughout the Bible? From Genesis to Revelation, there is a thread of wedding language. Yet in today's church, we don't understand what it's saying. And so, the groom's father chose the bride for his son. Then he paid a price. It was called a dowry. And then they entered into this covenant called a betrothal. Last week we learned that the betrothal means a sanctification, to be set apart. That's why they would wear the veil. And I am in the process of getting ready for my bridegroom to come back. They would drink a cup, and then John 14 would come into play. Hey, bride, I'm going to my father's house. I'm building a house for you. 
When my dad says that I've built it well enough, I'm coming back for you. So will you get ready? Will you get ready? This week's passage, this week's point, we have one point to the sermon. So this one's going to be a little easier. Even for some of you, you'll be able to understand this one. It's called the trumpet. So we're going to try to figure out how the trumpet, the shofar, has meaning to a wedding, to the wedding language. So if you would turn with me this morning to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. We're going to be in our Bible a lot, so I would encourage you to pull it out because we're going to read some pretty big sections. Matthew 25, verse 1 reads, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Okay. Again, what is this saying? This seems a bit harsh. What is it saying? There were ten bridesmaids, and five of them were left off. Let's look at the comparison. You had ten bridesmaids. Five were foolish, and five were wise. Yet the problem with this is that they all looked exactly the same. They were all getting ready for the bridegroom to come. They were all having their lamps and they were ready to go. Midnight, the bridegroom comes. Was it only five of them that heard the bridegroom coming? No, all 10 of them heard. All 10 of them got up. All 10 of them trimmed their lamps. And then the foolish said, oh no, we don't have any oil for our lamp. We don't have any oil for our torch. What are we going to do? Hey, five wise virgins, give us your oil so that we can be ready. No, we don't have time for that. The bridegroom is here. It's time for the feast. 
Go deal with that yourself. And you know the rest of the story. The oil can be so scrutinized by theologians that they miss what this passage is talking about. I ask a question. Can you buy salvation? The answer is no. Can you buy good works? No. Can you buy faith? No. Grace? No. Can you buy the Holy Spirit? No, you cannot. Verse 10, the door was shut. That is such a mysterious turn of events for your wedding party. What is God trying to teach us in this passage? Well, let's compare verses 11 and 12 with Matthew 7, verses 22 and 23. Let me read verses 11 and 12. Afterward, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Well, Matthew 7, that Jackie read earlier, in verse 22 and 23 says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, why did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Can I paraphrase that for 2022? Did I not teach Sunday school? Did I not go care for these kids in the nursery? I came every Sunday. I earned my way to you. And verse 23. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. These verses can sometimes bring so much anxiety about salvation. But I want you to hear something. Salvation comes by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. When you have been chosen by the father of the bridegroom, and then he pays the price for you to be his, and he enters into a covenant with you, and you drink that cup together, I want you to hear something. Hear it, please, hear it loud and clear this morning. You will know if you're his. You will know. Will you have times that you question your faith? Can we just by a show of hands? This is even, there are a lot of mature Christians in this bunch. Have you ever questioned your faith? Okay, let's put that down. Just for the people to be able to see. If you have been a mature believer for over 20 years and you have questioned your faith, would you raise your hand? It is not weird and crazy for us to question, to struggle, 
if we are his, who will be the ones left behind? They will be your self-righteous Pharisees. They will be your haters of Christ. They will be your game players. Do y'all know who game players are? Game players are people who are faking it. When you receive the Holy Spirit, he convicts you of sin. Do you know a great test to know if you're in the faith? Does the Holy Spirit convict me of my sin? Do I hate my sin? And so in this betrothal period, we are in a stretch of time where the, the Lord is working out our salvation. And it is a beautiful thing. So let's get to this understanding of the trumpet sound. The trumpet sound. That is the bridegroom's role. He's going to blow the trumpet. He will announce his coming. Verse 6 in this passage says, But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Do y'all know the problem with that? We don't understand what that's meaning. But if you were an ancient Jew in the first century, you knew that song. The song's quote was, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. That was their song. We don't always understand that. We don't understand the implications of that. So I thought this morning that we would give you a taste in 2022 language so that you might understand that. So here we go. but just a bit slow in the delivery. <laughs> so what is that song? Does anyone know the title to that song? Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. Da 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 da. We don't know the rest of the words. Here's the next question. When do they play that song? That's, they play that song as the bride is coming down the aisle for her bridegroom. Now, that's kind of traditional. I doubt, Kendall, is that what you're coming down to? No, because kids nowadays are way too cool for that. But that is traditionally in America what we know, get, and understand, right? When that trumpet starts playing, 
We get excited. And what does everybody do in the audience? They stand. They're standing. Because the bridegroom has come for his bride. And we're ready. We're ready for the ceremony. And that is such a beautiful moment, isn't it? And everybody turns and they look back. And what do they see? They see this beautiful bride adorned in the most perfect dress. And she's coming to the bridegroom. Can y'all see it? It's so amazing. The trumpet blast. When we were practicing this morning, we probably woke up the neighborhood. Can we turn to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50? 1 Corinthians 15, 50. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 15 through 18. For this I declare to Declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, we will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Do you see the marriage language? We are going to spend eternity with our bridegroom. He is going to descend for us and we are going to ascend to him and we will meet the Lord. That is going to be quite a trumpet sound, is it not? It is going to scare the bejeebies out of people who are not ready. And so, get ready. Get ready. Be encouraged by these words. How do we know the trumpet will bring victory? How do we know that this trumpet is going to usher in the presence of God Almighty with us forever? I want us to look quickly at three passages in the Old Testament. And here's where I need you to turn. I want us to get in our Bibles. So turn first to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19, the second book of the Bible. Everybody would know Exodus 20. 
What is Exodus 20? The Ten Commandments. It is the delivery of the law. It is the delivery of the law. Do you think that that was a big moment in human history? So we're going to just, I guess let's start in about verse... Let's start in verse 10. When Moses told the words of the people of the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people, consecrate them today and tomorrow, let them wash their garments, and let them get ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people, and you will set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain or even touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people, consecrated the people. They washed their garments. He said to the people, be ready for the third day. What on earth is he telling the people? And can I take you back that this is God Almighty entering into a covenant with his people? Are y'all getting this? Do you catch the marriage language? He's entering into a covenant with his people. And he says, you got three days to get ready for this. Get your clothes ready. Consecrate yourself, purify yourself, and get ready. So if I would apply this to 2022, what are we in right now, guys? We're in the day to get our clothes ready. We're in the day to purify ourselves. Does everybody see that? We got to get to the trumpet sound. Verse 16, on the morning of the third day, there were thunder and lightning. It's something that y'all can't relate to here in California. But man, when lightning pops around John Brown University, what do you do, Kendall? You scream. <laughs> on the third day, there was thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and the very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. And Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord, y'all catch this marriage language, he descended on it in fire, and the smoke of it went up like smoke of a kiln. The whole mountain trembled greatly. The sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him in thunder. How cool would it have been to be there on that day? Wow. Wow. The trumpet got louder and louder. Do you know what the trumpet is doing? It's entering in the presence of God Almighty.
Oh, what a day that will be when the bridegroom comes for his bride and he pulls out his trumpet and he blows it and you can hear it and he's warning them, hey, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'm here. Let's go. Let's get ready for that day. Let's get ready for that day. Joshua chapter 6 talks about the battle of Jericho. And we don't have time. But do you remember the story? What was their means to usher in victory from the Lord? It was just that. The presence of the Lord came on the seventh day with shouts and with trumpet sounds. And what happened to the walls of Jericho? Did they fall because of great strategic battle strategy? No. Do you know what happened? The bridegroom was ushered in and the presence of the Lord was enough for victory. Are y'all catching that? If we turn to Judges 7, which again, we don't have time for, but I would highly encourage you to read these great chapters in the Old Testament. Judges chapter 7, Joshua chapter 6. Gideon is going into battle in Judges chapter 7 against the Midianites. And he gathers 32,000, 22 of them were scared. He gets it down to 10,000. Now go lap up the water. Y'all remember this story? And what did God say? You still have too many. I need 300. God chooses 300. And then he says, okay, are you ready? You're going into battle. I want you to carry your torch in your left hand. And I want you to carry your shofar in your right hand. Okay, God, maybe a gun, maybe a weapon, maybe some rocks, maybe. No, I want a torch in the left. I want a shofar in the right. And when you get there, I want you to blow these horns. And guess what happened? The Midianites turned on themselves and they killed themselves. And they ushered in and they took over the land. What a beautiful, beautiful story. And then the very next chapter, they grumbled, they fought against themselves, and welcome to us in the betrothal. God is saying to us, I am going to show off my power. I will show off my majesty. I will show off my glory through the revelation of my appearing. And that's enough. It's enough. It's enough. He's enough. So as we apply this today, the role of the Heavenly Father is to tell His Son when the house is ready, go get your bride. We need to get ready. 
He is worthy of us getting ready. He is worthy. Are you living in the power of the Holy Spirit in your daily walk? Do you have oil in your reserve? Have you cleaned your clothes? Have you prepared what you are going to wear for this beautiful wedding feast? For those of us who take sin lightly, we're not getting prepared. If you want to just say whatever you want to say, if you want to just blow up anytime you want to blow up, if you want to just do whatever you please, totally violating the word of God, and then say, oh, I'm ready. You're playing a game. I've had seasons of my life where I've just been playing a game. And God has to pop me and say, Rob, this isn't a game. This is eternity. You are my bride. I paid for you with the price of my son, Jesus Christ's blood. Why are you playing with me? Go get ready. Go purify yourself. Go get your clothes. Get that veil ready. Show the world that you are off the market. This involves being different. Learn patience. Learn self-control. Learn how to forgive. Learn how to live out the gospel. This is probably the hardest one. Learn how to love. Learn how to love. Does a bride make herself ready? Brides go to unbelievable lengths to get ready. True? This engagement period is purposeful. This engagement period is intentional. We want to please our bridegroom. Ready for that day. You know the reality is? We don't know the day when he's coming. And so many say, I got all the time in the world until that trumpet starts blowing. And it's a surprise. You may say, I'm young. Christ isn't going to return in my lifetime. I got all the time in the world. I just witnessed the passing of my good friend who just died in his early 40s. And it was heartbreaking this week. But you know what was beautiful? He was ready. He was ready. And man, it was a joyous day. I want to close with just a taste of next week. Revelation chapter 19 says, Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, 
like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out. Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. Oh Lord, would you teach us? Would you just teach us? Would you make us ready? Make us ready. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.